The Enemy Within, The Revolution Against America. 2020 has seen a swift rise in anti-American activity in the United States, including large peaceful protests against police brutality, overtly organized and funded by the Black Lives Matter organization and its allied group networks. Large cities have simultaneously experienced violent riots, burning and looting of entire businesses and local communities. The revolution against America has transitioned to a new phase as these groups have even seized a seven-block territory in the city of Seattle, declaring it an autonomous zone initially called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or CHAZ. Stick with us as we look into the CHAZ and what it means for America. behind the protests and the violence are, at their core, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and other aligned groups following Marxist, Leninist, Maoist, revolutionary ideology. Author Jeff Nyquist assesses that a revolution has already begun and no decisive counter-revolutionary actions have been ordered in his recent letter to the Americans who are on their knees. Quote, why has this happened, Nyquist says, because we have been psychologically and linguistically disarmed. His example is the oath of allegiance of federal officials is to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But if we refuse to acknowledge the existence of enemies, if we cannot name our enemies, no defense will be possible. And this is the one thing above all that has been forbidden. We are not allowed to name our enemies. This is the raw essence of linguistic and psychological disarmament. Add to this a process in which America's enemies have flooded into the government itself, and now, when mob violence has been deployed on a massive scale, the country finds itself totally unprepared, disoriented, and defenseless." Unquote. Nyquist goes on to define the process of psychological and linguistic disarmament as the current events predict the demise of our republic, we have been, he quotes, intellectually disarmed, and now the process has advanced from the realm of ideas to street violence. If the process is allowed to continue, Americans of all races and beliefs will be slaughtered when the foreign enemy moves his missiles, armies, and fleets into action. At present, our economy is under attack on a number of fronts. Law and order is being stripped from us. First, the police will be defunded. Second, the revolution will defund the U.S. military. Third, the Chinese and Russians will bomb and invade the country, unquote. These current outcomes are being incubated in and created by a highly sophisticated network of funding, digital technology, new social media capabilities, and even legacy media technology that is made up of foreign government, international and domestic non-governmental organizations, and non-elected or elected U.S. political actors. We assess the network as fundamentally a Marxist-Leninist-Maoist organization in its ideology, its cultural revolution strategy and tactics, 
but it's highly evolved into a flat, agile, highly distributed, modern operation across the spectrum of what China calls unrestricted warfare. It presents a grave threat to the United States and any other Republican and Democratic countries. This situation compels us to drop what we're currently doing and step into the breach to solve the immediate priority of identifying our current technological challenges, preventing adequate defense and offense against this threat. My guest today infiltrated the Seattle self-declared nation of Chaz just days ago, exposing the illegal effort for what it is. Jack Posobiec is a journalist for One American News Network, a U.S. Navy intelligence officer, and a China expert. My friend Jack Posobiec, Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate coming back on, uh, Colonel. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. I know you've been really busy and traveling a lot. Uh, uh, I have to, I have to confess, though, I was right. I was guessing that you were probably there on the ground in the Capitol Hill uh, zone there, that's once named the Chaz, now the Chop, or whatever it is, the territory that's been seized by. Uh, and occupied by a conglomeration of armed militants and peaceful protesters against police brutality. Uh, how was it? Yeah, that's right. So uh, there were a few posts that I was doing on social media um, throughout the week. And uh, I actually do have a pretty good subsource network there in, in Seattle that I've built up over the past few years. And uh, what we, but what, what I did was I was posting those videos on Twitter all week. And then by about Friday, yeah, so Friday morning uh, is when I actually arrived on the scene myself and began filming and conducting um, essentially uh, collection operations on the ground while within that zone itself. Uh, I maintained ma- myself masked the entire time. I made sure to, uh, you know, keep sunglasses on and I changed my outfit every once in a while. So just that, you know, different colors, different, uh, different jackets so that if people could, uh, had started to get sort of a, you know, a sense of, Hey, who's this guy filming all over the place? You know, it would look like different people. So we ended up spending, uh, 72 hours in there, both day and night. And the fact that we were there during the daytime and during the nighttime, helps to actually explain both sides of what's going on in this region. And it also helps to explain why so much of the media is only getting half the story. They're only reporting half of what's going on there. And that's why it's critically important for my viewers and the viewers of One American News Network and and any American citizen that wants to hear the truth and the facts uh, in as unbiased a way as possible uh, that you did this. And I commend you and your team at OAN uh, for taking on this operation. And that is, but the reason is, is because the, the mainstream press in the United States of America, aren't they actually lying about what's really happening on the ground and putting out a version of propaganda that says, hey, this is peaceful, it's like a love fest. And even the politicians that have been elected in the Seattle area and Washington state, some of them are going along with it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I won't know if I'd say that they're lying as so much as they're, they're spreading half-truths. So there is a chimera effect going on 
as far as Capitol Hill goes. And so if you only go there during the daytime or during some of the declared events, yes, you're going to see a, a street festival atmosphere. You're going to see food. Uh, you're going to see people giving impassioned speeches, protesting about change they'd like to see in their community. That's all true. But the problem is that's not the entire picture. Uh, North Korea, Kim Jong-un would love to invite those journalists to show, uh, show them exactly what parts of North Korea he'd like them to see, because that's exactly the type of uh, level of coverage that I'm sure North Korea would like. No, it, it, once you start to peel back the layers and start investigating what's actually going on critically, um, you start to see the cracks and fissures in the situation. Uh, one thing that I noted that I happened to be there for when it actually took place was a, there was a break-in of an auto shop that was just down the road from Capitol Hill, this part of Capitol Hill neighborhood, uh, just past where the barricade is. There was a break-in in there and an attempted arson. But because the police aren't showing up in Capitol Hill, the, lo the owner of the place and his family ended up holding the thief. Well, when the people in the Capitol Hill zone heard about, heard about that, a speaker, the guy who was speaking uh, this night, it was Sunday night, gave out the shout and said, hey, they're holding someone at gunpoint at the, uh, the car, uh, I think it's called cargo tender. Uh, so then a mob of about 200 people rushed down the street, uh, bolting at full speed towards this place. And I've got the entire thing on footage. I've got all of this documented. Uh, they then start shaking the chains, rattling the fence of uh, the auto lot. They break down the fence and are able to forcibly enter the auto lot, and they're only held off uh, by uh, the owner is standing there unarmed. His son is standing there with an AR-15. Everybody is very tense. And then finally, cooler heads prevailed before things got any worse, but you're seeing this type of mob justice that's going on. Then the thief ends up escaping, running down uh, this guy, Raz, who kind of set himself up as a petty warlord of the area, cocks his gun, starts chasing after the guy at high speed. He's eventually caught and held at gunpoint on the hood of a car. Uh, the mob is now surrounding him, trying to see how uh, how does the mob deal uh, mob justice to a, an accused thief. Uh, they eventually start beating him. Somebody comes in and starts beating him, uh, and then he is able to escape uh, the auto shop owner is talking about that they've lost possibly $5,000 in cash, as well as the keys to some of their vehicles and, uh, and a vault key. So we're waiting to see whether or not they take any action. But the owner says this is complete lawlessness. The police aren't responding. You're, you're seeing criminal activity that's going on at night here. You're seeing anarchy. You're seeing mob justice. And the city has completely allowed these things to happen. So Mayor Jerry Durkin, She's absolutely complicit in this situation. One thing that I also keyed in while I was there was that those barricades being set up the way they were were completely blocking traffic from the area. What did that mean? Well, I was there twice. Uh, people had to be brought out of the zone and ambulances called in because they had passed out. One, was, it seemed like a, it was a, had blacked out due to combining alcohol and drugs. Another one was a similar situation. The problem, though, then became that first responders, EMTs, or fire response were not able to get into that zone. There are no serious medics in there. There's no medical professionals. There's no one who's able to provide that first response 
And anyone who's been in the military or had any type of first responder training knows that in some cases, uh, those first few moments, those first few minutes can mean a difference between life and death. And yet the way they had set up these barricades, they weren't even allowing emergency personnel to get in. So this is an absolute tinderbox, and uh, I've, I've called for it to be shut down before someone is seriously hurt. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you mentioned you talked to the owner of the of the auto uh, facility or business or whatever yeah. it was, uh, uh, and that owner's upset. I've seen reporting uh, to that in that regard too, uh, but not from the mainstream media, only from non-legacy media like uh, like myself or or OANN. Uh, uh, which is almost mainstream. I think it's mainstream, uh, but uh, nobody else is reporting that, and they're actually reporting the opposite: that businesses are opening and thriving. Uh, did you were you able to get in contact with any other business owners or residents of the area during your We well, you can uh, actually go, and, and it, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to talk publicly because they are in fear of this mob that's going on there and the fact that you know if you speak out against them they're going to come after you this thing is not as peaceful as it sounds uh, sure everything's fine as long as you're going along with the mob but the minute that you step out of line they come at you uh just uh, as one example one story that i was able to cover uh, was a christian street preacher so you know anyone who spent time in a big city has seen a Christian street preacher before they're in every city or they're they're there they're on the side of the road sometimes they have a, you know a microphone and a little speaker and they're they're preaching the word of God to the masses right and that's that's what they're doing it's, it's a free country of course that's perfectly allowed on the First Amendment uh, the Christian street preacher who came into Capitol Hill was attacked was beaten he had his phone stolen he was put into a chokehold by one of the leaders of Portland Antifa who happened to be on the scene he was later drugged out. I got all of this on video and I was able to spoke to him, speak to him afterwards. He said that this is not the United States of America, that they've taken our country away. They've rejected religious freedom there. Uh, you can go onto uh, the, the on, on, online, some of these anonymous chat rooms or uh, chat boards like, uh, like Reddit, for example. People are going on to Seattle Reddit and saying, you know, local residents are saying that they want to move out. They're saying they don't feel safe without police in the area and knowing what goes on at night. Uh, they're saying they can't sleep because they're all night long. There's chanting and loud music happening. And so the residents of the area are very worried about what's going on because the complete breakdown in the law of order in the rule of law, uh, law, the complete breakdown in law and order. It's a huge issue for if you're someone who, let's say you own a condo there, let's say you rent an apartment. You know, obviously that part of Seattle, downtown Seattle, is not that cheap. Uh, and there was even one guy commenting who said, um, you know, even if I wanted to move, and he was saying this to local news, he said, even if I wanted to move, I wouldn't be able to, because how could I even get a moving truck in there right now? So he actually rented a hotel, and this is all in local news. Also, locally, we've seen uh, the black clergy has come out against this. So leaders of the African-American community now are coming out against the autonomous zone. One, uh, Victoria Beach actually even said, what does this have to do with Black Lives Matter? This is a circus. This is not something that is in line with what we were looking for in the first place. We want reform. We don't want to remove the police from the, from our city. And, uh, and, and Seattle, of course, has a black female police chief, and that's Harmon Best. 
and that chief best is someone that they've sta- they've stood with and they said they do have confidence in her to uh, to fix what's going on here as we know uh, these various situations that have happened around the country these haven't been issues in the city of Seattle however now pretty much everybody who has a grievance with the Seattle Police Department is coming out and of course we saw in the run-up to uh, the Capitol Hill zone being set up, which I think the mainstream media, again, and I unfortunately would, would have to love some uh, uh, conservative side of the aisle in that as well, that they're not showing the fact that the reason the police were ordered out of there in the first place was because of the violent protests of that police station from far left groups, from elements of Antifa and, and others that led to a massive standoff, the use of tear gas day after day. And so when you talk to people who have been organizers of that, they view this very much as one territory. They view this as a conquest. They view this as something that they've achieved in terms of a, a, a ta- an actual autonomous region within the city itself. And going around the area, you will see uh, you will see members of it armed. A lot of these guys, they're members of the local John Brown Gun Club. This is a socialist a uh, far anti-government uh, extreme organization. One of their members actually targeted an ICE facility in a terrorist attack last year uh, in Tacoma Park, just down the road from Seattle, uh, firebombed it, ended up killing, getting killed, uh, shot and killed in the process. And so this is a very violent group that's in the area, that's operating the area. We saw this guy Raz, the petty warlord, handing out AR-15s from the, the trunk of his Tesla uh, he was caught on video doing that, just handing them out to random people. So when you've got guns, when you've got violence, when you've got mob justice, when you've got anarchy and the police standing down, you only have a recipe for bad things to happen. Absolutely right, Jack. And, uh, you know, in the larger context of this, what appears to be a Maoist cultural revolution uh, that's transitioning to a period of violence, uh, which is, doesn't bode well for any country. Uh, I think our country will be able to withstand it and defend against it, uh, but uh, we're, we're slow. We're slowly uh, getting our act together, but not quick enough. Uh, so I hope that happens. But in the larger context of this, you mentioned that other groups uh, and other locations around the country uh, we've seen or heard that maybe this type of tactic and strategy is going to occur or, or has tried and failed. Uh, are you hearing anything currently from your networks? Uh, uh, around the country of any more of these well, types what we of saw, seizures? What we saw so far on the ground in Seattle was that elements of Portland Antifa had actually driven up and were now reinforcing uh, what was going on in Seattle. As far as other autonomous zones, probably the only one that's gotten any traction thus far is uh, one in Philadelphia that's set up right near the Art Museum on uh, Benjamin Franklin Parkway, though there's some differing opinions on this, where it actually seems to be more like a homeless encampment, um, but far left groups and Antifa groups are trying to call it an autonomous zone when it's when it's really more like a homeless encampment in a city park. So, so what do you think about uh, the challenges that we faced with the, the truth and the, the objective truth getting out about this? So the average American citizen, regardless of their race, color, creed, background uh, that want, that believes in America, uh, can defend themselves against this. And the first defense is knowledge, uh, is being armed with knowledge. Uh, uh, we can get the message to them, but uh, the media, the mainstream press that's supposed to be free and 
and uh, help guard against this kind of thing doesn't appear to be working for us. How can they change or, or what do they do need to do to change? I guess I even saw a Fox News reporter do a it's all peaceful here in the Seattle Capitol Hill zone report not long ago, which surprised me because I thought they were interested in uh, fair and balanced truth. Well, that's one of the main reasons why One American News and outlets like Life is at independent media outlets are so important right now. Uh, the rise of social media being what it is. Uh, you've seen, of course, lots of attacks on One American News lately. Uh, we recently tried to be canceled by a uh, uh, college football team. You know, somebody wore a T-shirt or something. And uh, the reason that independent journalism and independent outlets that are not tied to any power structure, whether it be any party or any company or corporation, is so important because we, it gives us the freedom to be able to do things like we did this past weekend, spend those 72 hours on the ground, be there day and night, show both sides of the story that the mainstream media doesn't want to show you. They're not going there at night. They're not spending the time putting themselves in danger. And I can understand why. I'm not going to ask them to put themselves in danger. But you have to understand that that's only one side of the story. And then, of course, having outlets like, like LifeZet where we can come on and talk about these issues in a way that actually furthers the conversation and furthers getting our country to a point of understanding the challenges, the many challenges that we face right now and working to solve them rather than engaging in some sort of petty uh, contest between sides. Yeah, uh, you know, one last question uh, or set of questions, Jack, and you're exactly right on the media approach and we need to help them help themselves and keep highlighting it and encourage folks to come see you all on One American News Network and follow you on Twitter at Jack Posobiec. Uh, and come to lifeset.com and see the Rob Manus show uh, or follow me at robmanus.com or at Rob Manus on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, I believe based on uh, only open source media uh, and, uh, and some human source intelligence uh, that, that foreign actors are at play here behind some of these groups, uh, you know, uh, honestly, na namely China. Well, I Where was on you? the ground. Well, I was on the ground. Um, I definitely had the impression that if foreign actors wanted to get involved in something like the Capitol Hill Zone, it would be incredibly easy for them to exploit what was going on there. And while I didn't see anybody, um, I did see a Chinese film crew at one point. Um, I certainly didn't see anyone that seemed like they were participating that was from China. I, I do, and the reason I, I say that is because I, I speak fluent Mandarin. I'm a China, uh, was a China linguist, Mandarin linguist in the U.S. Navy. So when I hear somebody speaking Mandarin, uh, my, you know, my ears is, is sort of already attuned to that. Uh, and I didn't hear any of that while I was in there uh, at the time. But it did occur to me that because the ends of these groups like Antifa are so combined, with the same ends of the Chinese Communist Party. We see them lashing out at Hong Kong. We see them lashing out at India just last night. And so it would be very ripe for them to be able to usurp one of those events and to actually be supplying them with, uh, uh, with further ability to create division and discord in the United States. And that, of course, is their strategic goal. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, too. And uh, I believe that our intelligence agencies should be reoriented to focus on the Chinese Communist Party and its government the way we did the old Soviet Union in the Cold War so that we can detect that uh, if it, and see if it's actually happening. The, uh, do you think the Chinese Communist Party is influencing the lack of coverage for the mainstream media outlets? Is that possible? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I could speculate, but I, you know, don't really have any evidence to point one way or the other on that. But I would say that it's very interesting that the mainstream media will spend so much time trying to tie President Trump to anything that goes on with uh, an individual police situation or a local policing issue, where we've seen the CCP be bad actors when it came to the cover-up of COVID-19. We've seen the CCP be bad actors when it comes to the actual crackdown in Hong Kong, this new flare-up with India that's going on right now. We know they've infiltrated, in many cases, our universities. Uh, it seems just every day you can turn on the, uh, you know, go to the Department of Justice website and you'll see a new indictment of another professor that is involved with a Chinese spy ring. So this, our academia has been absolutely infiltrated by this. They're stealing our secrets, both proprietary, commercial, and military. And why the media doesn't treat them as the threat that they rightfully are has always been perplexing to me. It is perplexing. And uh, what we can do on our part here at LifeSet is we will continue to push out the truth and factual information and, uh, and support organiza news organizations like yours and OAN uh, that do do that, sir. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, any contact information I left out for where people can find you all that you'd like to add, Jack? Oh, just uh, always go to OANN.com, One American News Network. You can find us there. We're also available on Roku, Cloud TV, and uh, as well as Verizon and DirecTV. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate your work and uh, keep doing a great job. Thanks, Lester. I'd like to thank my friend Jack Vasoviak for joining us today to discuss uh, what he uncovered in the Chaz and, and what this type of... Uh, uh, seizing of American territory and declaration of independence within our borders uh, can mean uh, not just to the citizens there, uh, but to the cultural revolution uh, and its transitioning to violence that is currently happening on a massive scale across this country. This is the first in a series of The Enemy Within. Until next week's episode, this is Rob Mann.